Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan, and we have Frank Salas with us, our uh, perennial co-host. Thanks for uh, checking in with us, Frank. No problem whatsoever. Yeah. Well, Frank's been, I've been kind of uh, otherwise disposed, and Frank's been you know, scurrying around putting this everything together for us, and we appreciate that, Frank. No we've problem. Got, we've got some great guests lined up. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, mostly, well, mostly fresh water, but we might, uh, you know, who knows? We might pick up something else just for fun. We will. Okay. And it is, well, the great thing is, uh, you know, a lot of times you kind of think of certain parts of the United States, at least, or most parts of the United States. Uh, this time of the year, you got your fishing gear put away, and, you know, you're thinking about other things. But there's pretty much always uh, a good place, you know, even, even if you have to go to uh, to. Baja or, or Mexico to find it. There's there's some always some great fishing out there somewhere, and a lot of these trips that we've uh, we've got a trip in Alaska that we booked up for the second week in in August, and it may sound like a long ways away, but uh, Clover Pass Resort is about two thirds full, <clears throat> and unless you get your deposit in, uh, you don't get to go. So these would make great Christmas presents. So that would be a little, if you want to get in touch with us, we can give you a certificate and put you on the list. Uh, to, and it's, you know, it's like it's, it's less than two grand for five nights. And That's you, really you good. Don't, you don't find anything close to that in Alaska for that price. Because normally you figure up when you're going up there, you're looking more like $1,000 a day. By the time you're all into it, but uh, uh, you know where we're going is tremendous fishing, and it would make a great Christmas present. So, if anybody's interested, let me know. So that would be John at fishtalkradio.com. Go to our website, that's fishtalkradio.com, and uh, uh, reach us from there. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and come back. We got some good guests coming up. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest-lasting, functional, and best-looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and also we have Frank with us. And Frank is our perennial uh, co-host, and, you know, Frank's been taken. We appreciate I was kind of indisposed, and Frank's kind of taken over, lining up our guests and lining up the show, and he's been doing a tremendous job the last couple of weeks. So, uh, Frank, I think, I think you're, our, uh, uh, you're vested now. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I am. Yeah. But, uh, uh, and you brought with you today is uh, uh, Tony Reinhardt. Um, do you want to introduce Tony? Uh, yes. Tony's a guy in North Montana, and he also does pack trips out. Tony, are you there? I am here. How are you, Frank? Really good. Why don't you tell them a little bit what all of what you do up there? Sure. I'm a fishing outfitter in Missoula, Montana, mm-hmm. um, and we fish uh, four main rivers around Missoula, Bitterroot, Blackfoot, Clark Fork, and Rock Creek, uh, as well as the Missouri River certain times a year. Um, so we have a lot of options here. We do both float and wade fishing trips. And, and you also, you said you also do pack trips? Um, no, I don't. I don't do any pack trips. I, I have some friends who are outfitters that do that. Yeah. Um, we uh, pretty much do uh, day trips. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's the kind I like. Instead <laughs> of sitting around that campfire trying to uh, get rid of the ice. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, it's overnight trips are fun, but but we have so many options around us that if oh yeah, you if get you're on, a, on an on an overnight trip and the fishing's not very good, then you're stuck on the same river the next day. Where yeah. we can uh, pull off and go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, this you know when you run down that list of names, those are all very famous uh, um, uh, trout waters. Yeah, they are. We're pretty lucky in Montana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you tell us the best time to come back and fish the Blackfoot and some of the rivers that you fish? Sure. Um, the Blackfoot is uh, all the rivers around Missoula are freestone streams. And so that means uh, we don't have any tailwater dams and we're subject to um, runoff every year when the snow melts in the mountains. Um, so typically, uh, the Blackfoot starts to fish well sometime in June as we're coming off of runoff. Um, the first thing that really gets us going on the Blackfoot is the salmon fly hatch. And, uh, of course, if you guys have heard about that, people go go bonkers for the salmon fly hatch, those big giant dry flies on the river. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you follow um, them down. Now the uh, the trout that you're catching are those primarily um, planted trout, or are they wild trout, or um, you know the, the, when you're the ones that you're the ones that you're catching? What what are they? Um, all of the trout are wild trout. Um, the the great thing about Montana is we haven't stocked any trout in our streams since uh, 1973, I believe. Um, so all the fish in the rivers in Montana are wild and naturally reproducing. And they're they're reproducing to the point where uh, they're they're plentiful. Now, do you do you do you take those, or are they just catch and release? Most of well, all of what we do guiding is catch and release. Uh huh. Um, but there's actually very little water in Montana that is regulated as catch and release. Uh, we have a couple stretches uh, in the Missoula area that are catch and release only, uh, but for the most part, the rivers in Montana do allow keeping of, of some fish, and it varies by river, mm-hmm. um, usually a certain slot size and species uh, that you can keep. But uh, catch and release is just a really strong ethic amongst, you know, the fly fishing community in Montana. Mm-hmm. Well, if you um, take them, then they're not there. Exactly. Exactly. You don't get a chance to catch them again. Uh, but there are some places where the you know Fish, Wildlife, and Parks has recommended keeping some fish. Uh, some of our smaller streams that are home to native cutthroat trout uh-huh. and face competition from brook trout and brown trout. And some of those places, uh, they actually encourage people to keep, keep the brook trout and the brown trout. Oh. Um, but the main rivers, the the uh, is catch and release by and large. Mm-hmm. Is there any ponds or you know little lake or reservoirs that you that you can fish? There are. Um, there's uh, several lakes up the Blackfoot drainage uh-huh. um, that uh, have trout, and, and the lakes. Some of the lakes in Montana are stocked with fish, mm-hmm. uh, and and people are encouraged to keep those. Uh, the biggest lake in our area is probably Georgetown Lake. It's about an hour and a half away. Uh, has some great trout fishing. It's rainbows and, and brook trout. Uh, but the the biggest draw to the Missoula area is the rivers. We have a lot of rivers 
uh, we don't have as many lakes as some other places in Montana. Mm-hmm. Well, and, but uh, I guess the problem is you don't find any uh, um, Winnebago's pulling boats back there. <laughs> no, not not much of that. Yeah. But uh, but you, if somebody wanted to take a kayak or a, you know something they could they could carry in they could do they use those? Um, yeah, there, there are some lakes that we we can hike to with kayaks or float tubes or or pontoon boats. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Georgetown Lake is a big one. It's easy to access from the highway. Uh, the same with uh, Browns Lake up the Blackfoot. Mm-hmm. And this time of the year, what's the fishing like? Uh, there is fishing this time of year, and it's uh, dependent on the weather, of course. Uh, it's cold in Montana right now. We've got a little bit of snow on the ground. And uh, you can fish year-round on the main rivers, and you can almost always catch some fish. Uh, this time of year, the best time of day is uh, the afternoons, the warmest period of time. You know, you get a two- to three-hour window in the afternoons where, mm-hmm. where the fish will get a little more active. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's almost all nymphing and uh, slow swinging streamers this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we do get some warm periods where we get temperatures in the upper 30s to low 40s for our highs, we'll, we'll have the chance to see some midge activity and maybe find a few rising fish, too. Well, do you have ice along the banks? Um, sometimes we do. Right now, it's been cold for the past week, so we do have some ice on the banks. And a, and a couple of the rivers, like the Blackfoot, even have uh, flow ice, we call it, where there's, there's you know ice chunks floating down the river. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it's like that, it's pretty tough to fish. Um, but those periods usually last for a week, 10 days, and then we'll, we'll warm up again, and the, and the flow ice will clear out of the river, and, and you can do some fishing again. Mm-hmm. Well, what do the fish do when it, when it starts getting the lower temperatures? Do they just uh, try and find a spot down deep, or are they, do they stay active? Sure. So they're, they're cold-blooded, and their metabolism slows down. Um, and, the, you know, the biologists tell us they slow down to almost maintenance levels mm-hmm. in the winter on our Freestone River. So th- that means they'll drop back into deeper pools, slower water where they don't have to exert much energy. Uh-huh. And they, they still feed. Uh, they just don't seem to actively search stuff out. Yeah. So when we're, when we're nymphing, it seems like if you, if you can bump them in the nose with a fly, they'll eat it. Right, but it, it's not the time of year where they're going to move, you know, two feet to go eat something that's that's floating by them mm-hmm. to the outside. Oh, I see. So they're they're not really uh, using up the energy, so that they they really don't need much. Exactly, and they're just they're just waiting for for things to warm up in the spring, and once that water temperature starts to warm up, then they'll. They'll get active and they'll start moving to to more of the places we're mm-hmm. accustomed to trout fishing. Well, when you're uh, when you're out, uh, we'll maybe cover it when we get back. Do you nymph or do you dry fly or you know what is what is your favorite successful way to fish these rivers? The Missoula area is probably best known for dry fly fishing. Okay. All right. Uh, Well, we're going to take a quick break. If you don't mind, we'll come back and and, uh, finish up with that. We've got uh, uh, Tony Reinhardt on the line, and we're going to be right back with you. 
The best wind shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 U.S. per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning, three cases of shotgun shells, even the tips are included. Bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizgear.com. That's support at thegrizgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have uh, uh, Frank in uh, line with us here. Um, a quick question for you. In the break, we were just kind of asking a little bit about, okay, well, what is it, what's it take, you know, to, uh, to, to hire a guide? And you said for two people for a full day, it's about 500 bucks. Well, when you first think, oh, that gee, sound, that's, well, that's a lot of money. But when you look at what these guys have to go through and the equipment that they use, um, it, I mean, it's, it's worth every penny of it. What time do you get up when you're going out? Well, I'm, I'm usually up uh, at least two and a half hours before I'm going to meet my customers. And then I'll have another two hours of work at the end of the day. 
mm-hmm. uh, after I drop folks off. Mm-hmm. So it ends up being a, an, an involved thing, and and the way I look at it, anglers value their their time on the water so much. Uh, they want to have the, the best experience they can, mm-hmm. uh, and so as a result, you know, the good guides work as hard as they can to provide that experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just going fishing in our minds. It's, it's a lot more than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not just go out and sit here and uh, throw it over there. Tony, I got one question to ask you right now. Yeah, Frank. What was the most memorable big fish you caught and the most memorable fish that you lost? <laughs> <laughs> I like to put well, you on the spot. No problem. I can I can remember the most memorable fish right off the bat. It was it was a day in August, uh, which is typically not our our prime time of year. It's usually a little hot in August, um, but we had some cold weather. I was I was fishing with two gals that I've had for years, and the fishing had been really good in the morning. And we were getting ready to, to push the boat downstream to a different spot uh, mm-hmm. to fish. And the gal asked me if she could if she could fish out the side right where we were, which is typically not good water. I typically don't catch fish there, and I just move through it. But it had been so good, I said, sure, you know, go ahead and throw it out there. Um, and in the middle of the river, this giant brown trout ate a hopper right on the surface. Uh, pandemonium ensued. We had the boat going, had the fish going all around the boat and through the anchor line and, and all kinds of stuff. But we ended up landing it, and uh, it was the biggest fish on a dry fly that, that I've ever had an angler land. And that was a 26-inch brown trout. Wow. Ooh, that's a nice brown. Well, you know, so, uh, Tony, I, I've, I believe that some fish want to die and some of them don't. I mean, you can you can do everything wrong, and the and the fish will end up jumping in the boat, uh, or you can do everything right, and they get up to the get up close to the boat, and they just look at you and say, "Uh-uh, not me, I'm out of here." And so it's you know some you get where line goes underneath the uh, um, <clears throat> the the out drive and underneath the water under the boat and then circle around and come back up again and you've got a knot you know, in your hands uh, and you get to fish in the boat. But, uh, you know, a lot of it, you know, it's obviously a skill, but there's more to it than just the skill. There, there is. That, the old adage, I'd rather be lucky than good, comes yeah. into play a lot yeah. of times when we're fishing. Yeah. Now, the one you lost... Gosh, there's there's so many of those. Oh yeah, but, but there's always them, that one. When you lose them, you never know. They always look big, but because you don't land them, you're never sure how big they are. Yeah. Uh, and so there's there's a lot of sad moments out there whenever you think the the big one got away. Um, but I'm trying to think of of a specific instance because they tend to pile up. Fortunately. Yeah. We remember the ones we catch, and we tend to forget about the ones that we lose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, it's, you try and put it out of your mind anyway. But I'll tell you what, you know, if you, to me also, I believe that um, the way to learn how to fishing is to lose some fish. For sure. 
for sure. And the and the way to learn how to land big fish is is to lose some. You have to push the limit to your tackle mm-hmm. and find out find out where those points are. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's not losing the fish; it's it's knowing why you lost the fish mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that really allows you to grow as an angler. Right. Right. Yeah. If you if you you know you look at your you look at your line, you got a little curly cue on the end of it. You go, uh oh, that's my fault. But <laughs> but uh, when it just snaps for whatever reason, it's either the line or you know it was it was uh, over uh, overstressed. Yep. And and I really encourage people to to push themselves, um, even if we do lose a few fish, because. The quicker you can land fish, the less chance they have of getting off. Uh, you know, that's that seems obvious, but I hadn't thought about it that way. That is true. Yeah. Um, you to so, pump them in. Yep. And, I, uh, and you, go ahead. Go ahead, Frank. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask you, and I always tell all of my clients that come in or go in places, I always tell them to get the guide the first day they're there so they can learn a little bit about the water where they're at. It's the most inexpensive way if you're spending a week somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you can only afford a guide for a half day or a full day. Always do it the first day you get there. That way you have a little experience and the guides really help you and show you what you're doing wrong. In different areas, you use different leaders. Some places you have to use a 16-foot leader. Other places, a 9-foot leader works great. Yeah, exactly. And and if you are only going to have a guide for, for one day on your trip, I would have it at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Just accelerate your learning curve so much. Um, and when I travel to fish, you know, I, we always hire guides. Right. Yeah, time that, that we're out of our core area. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, it costs money for your plane ticket and your vacation time and rooms and all the rest. And the, the guide actually amounts to a, a small portion and can make the trip that much better. I think it makes a much better trip when you hire a guide for a half day or a full day no matter where you're at. And it's just like I go to Montana a lot, and every couple of years I I get a guide. I don't need them, but I get one because the water's changed, the flies that we use has changed. So I always say to hire a guide. And by the way, uh, we haven't asked you where you guide out of and what the name of it is. and. Uh, why don't you give us that information? Yeah, Frank. My uh, my business is Montana Trout Outfitters. Uh, I'm here in, in Missoula, and I'm I'm strictly a fishing outfitter. I don't have a retail fly shop, um, although there are several good ones in in Missoula. Um, so you can you can find us on the internet. Uh, just search in Montana Trout Outfitters, or the the website is is www dot mm-hmm. yeah, and Tony, I've noticed that more recently with the, um, the the generation that we have, a lot of people are doing their own um, promotion as a joining together uh, with a, with a fly shop or you know as a group. A lot of people are uh, using the uh, the internet uh, for self promotion. 
Yeah, it has shifted uh, in a big way. When I first started guiding, I was guiding uh, 20 years ago in a fly shop here in, in Missoula, and mm-hmm. advertising back then was uh, a, a print ad in the back of one of the fly fishing magazines. Yeah, uh, you know, you would you would go to some fly fishing shows, and and it has really shifted uh, to an internet-based marketing platform these mm-hmm. days. Yeah, and every, everybody's got their well. They, they everybody's got their own uh, website. Of course, it may be their wife that does it, but everybody, everybody's doing it now. Yeah, everyone's doing it, and that's uh, it's a competitive market to be on the internet and and you know have people find you. Yeah, uh, of course, word of mouth is still really important, and you know, for my my personal guide days over the course of every year. It's it's ninety five percent return or referral, and oh. you know that that's the same for for uh, you know most of the good guides in the area. That says a perfect guide when you give ninety five percent referable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so th- and that that takes the pressure off every year to to have to go out and and find work. Well, how many days a year do you do you take people out on an average? Sure. In, in Missoula, I guide about 150 days each year, mm-hmm. uh, give or take a few more. The, the nice thing about our area is the season starts early, so so we're guiding in mid-March yeah. in Missoula, um, and we've got one of the first stonefly hatches that comes off, and so we actually get to fish size eight and ten dry flies, you know, from mid-March through May. Well, we started to ask you when you're, of course, it all depends on what river and what you're doing, but uh, uh, are you, you, do you tend to uh, nymph fish or dry fly or, um, you know, you know, a lot of people actually use spinning? Sure. We, we do uh, all fly fishing on our trips, uh, and the majority of the stuff we do is either straight dry fly fishing or at times a uh, dry dropper, like a, a hopper dropper rig. Uh, we don't do a lot of indicator nymphing in the Missoula area unless uh, unless the water's high enough color during mm-hmm. runoff. Okay. Um, so. Well, it looks like we're getting squeezed out of here. Uh, let's get it to your website one more time. Quick, uh, quickly. www.mttroutguides.com M key M key yeah, okay, like mountain MT uh, guides troutguides.com okay MT troutguides.com okay we appreciate you joining us today Tony and we'll be back with you uh, some great tips appreciate it you're listening to Fish Talk Radio go to fishtalkradio.com it's a great time to visit Lake Nascimento hard to pronounce easy to find to rest and relax this fall and winter season cast your line sit back breathe in the crisp air and catch a fish the resorts offer accommodations from lodges that sleep four or more modular cabins that sleep up to eight all fully furnished lodges with scenic views of the lake self RV rental trailers are also available. Located midway between Los Angeles and San Francisco, the resort offers fun and adventure for the entire family. Visit NaciamentoResort.com. That's N-A-C-I-M-I-E-N-T-O Resort.com. 
If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and uh, we have on the line with us, uh, we have John Harrington, and of course we have Frank, our uh, our co-host, who's been doing a fantastic job uh, for us recently. I appreciate that, Frank. You're welcome. Uh, and we have uh, John on the line, who's uh, fishes, uh, you know, uh, the Henry. Henry's Fork. Henry's Fork, yeah. Yeah, that's some beautiful. That's up by uh, uh, Yellowstone, isn't it? It is. Uh, Henry's Fork is really the north fork of the snake, so it uh-huh. joins it joins the main fork of the snake that comes out of Jackson down in uh, yeah. Idaho Falls. But, yes, and yeah. it's the famous Spring Creek fishery up here, and uh, we're only 30 minutes from Yellowstone. Well, you know what, what's interesting about the snake is that, uh, you know, you go all the way up to Quarter Lane, I guess, is where its headwaters are, and uh, uh, you can be... I don't know, you're talking about, what, 300 miles, 400 miles, 500 miles, something like that, and the river only drops 12 feet. Is that, is that right? Uh, it's, it's amazing that, you know, that it can find its way through there like, because it's coming from some, uh, you know, the areas are pretty high. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a beautiful area. 
Yeah. It really is. And in the summertime, of course, we get started here with the fishing about May with all of our classic hatches, starting with the salmon flies and then the green drakes and the PMDs. And um, that goes through June, July, August. And then in September, we start getting betas and mahoganies on the river. Mm-hmm. And uh, give us an idea how to get how to find you guys. We are uh, about 100 miles northwest or northeast rather of Idaho Falls, uh-huh. and two hours south of Bozeman, Montana. So, so if you're going to fly in, you'd take pick one of those. You would. Mm-hmm. And they're both one of them hubs out of Salt Lake. Uh, and then Bozeman, of course, if you come into Bozeman, between here and Bozeman is the Madison River, which is only, again, 30 minutes from here. So we're kind of right in the right spot for yeah. trout fishing. Right. Now, that's some some of the most famous uh, trout waters there are in, pretty much in the world. It is. And, of course, the centerpiece is the uh, Harriman Ranch, which is... You know, world famous for dry fly fishing, and we get a real great bunch of people that come in here in June from all over the world to fish mm-hmm. that water. Mm. And, of course, it's it's real technically difficult dry fly fishing, but um, a lot of fun, challenging, and the fish are usually... Well, uh, is, I don't think I've heard it. Is that a lodge? No, it's a state park, and it was owned originally by Averill Harriman, who built oh, the railroad to yeah, Yellowstone. yeah. And in 1971, it was donated to the state of Idaho as a state park, uh-huh. and it was under three conditions. One is that no development. Two is it doesn't open till June 15th to protect ground-nesting birds. And then three, it's catch-and-release, fly-fishing only. Uh-huh. Um, and it was started by the Jones family, the Harriman family, who owned the railroad, and then they donated it to Idaho in 1971. So it's kind of the centerpiece of the dry fly uh, situate, you know, mm-hmm. dry fly thing here in the Henry's. Yeah, excuse me, uh, Averill Harriman built the railroad just to uh, Sun Valley. He did, and right shortly thereafter, he built the railroad up to Yellowstone, and so uh, the railroad went right through this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a you know an interesting history up there. Beautiful area, and then if you again, if you go thirty miles north. You're up on the Madison River, which is, you know, the Henry's Fork is a spring creek, which is why we have such prolific insect hatches. The Madison flows out of Yellowstone Park, and it's a freestone river. Um, also has great hatches, but more of a boulder-strewn, big, long, riffle-type situation. Mm-hmm. Well, those, all those rivers there are, are, you know, pretty decent size. They are. Most of them you can put a drift boat on. Um, I know when I worked at, out of Mammoth, California, we didn't use drift boats because rivers are pretty Yeah, there's nothing. There. You can't just uh, p- put your tip out in the water and touch the other side. Exactly. So most yeah, of these use- rivers are, you know, 50 to 300 feet wide type mm-hmm. John, we used to run into each other all the time up on the Upper Owens, didn't we? Oh. We did. Yes, we did, because uh, I guided out of Mammoth there. Yeah, you guided out of the trout center, yeah. wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. I still remember. You know what I still have? What's that? My golden trout hat. There we go. That's excellent. He started the protection for the golden trout, John mm-hmm. did. Well, I'll tell you what, the golden trout are, trout are fairly well protected because 
they're not easy. They're you know they uh, they live at ten thousand feet to start with, and, and they don't have roads that go up there. It's I had the opportunity to go up a few years ago, and I was able to get one. But uh, yeah, they are beautiful fish. But man, you got to you got to do rock climbing with a four wheel drive, and it's uh, <laughs> um, what's the, what's that lake right above Convict, I believe. I haven't and been to that one, but when I it. first met Frank, I used to hike all over the Sierras chasing Goldens, and yeah. Yeah, used to really enjoy catching those guys. Yeah. yeah. You were the. I think I'm. Not, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm. I really believe you were the first one to start trying to protect the golden trout up there. That was years ago, over 30. Well, and we we were trying to work with the state and get, keep those guys protected so they can still. And we were working on their making sure they were good in their native stream. Mm-hmm. And I always take my hat off for that. You, I joined you years ago. We had a lot of fun fishing, yeah, uh, for sure, Frank. <laughs> and you, uh, we we were friendly competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, you worked for five or six, seven, probably longer than that? What was that fly shop there on the uh, Henry's Fork you used to work for? Well, when I first moved up here in '99, it was right when uh, Renee Harrop started his shop, and it was yeah. it's the Trout Hunter is the name of their shop. Yeah. And Renee Harrop is the one of the famous tires who grew up here and. Um, so he started a guide service in a fly shop in 99, and I worked for them until about 2008. And uh, they're still around doing great. Of course, there's there's two fly shops here. There's the Trout Hunter and then Mike Lawson's shop, which is Henry's Fork Anglers. And they've been here since 76, um, both of which are really good fly shops. Um, I use them both for my customers here at my lodge, yeah. uh, and their guides are just fantastic. So. Yeah, uh, John, what was the most memorable fish you caught on the Upper Owens? Well, I haven't caught that many, so it doesn't take long. <laughs> but uh, um, just trying to think, I never got any steelhead there, although out of the, you know, a little farther up and out of the south fork of the salmon. Oh, no, that's the way up there. Um, out of the Upper Owens. Probably uh, about a 14 inch. But uh, the upper Owens is what we're talking about. You can, you know, if you got a nine foot uh, fly rod, you can just stick it out and touch the other side. It's amazing the kind of fishing you get out of that little narrow little stream. I'll say. It's a yeah. great stream. I, the last time that me and John ran into each other up on the upper Owens, you had a client that I offered that I would guide him, and you were guiding him, and I had a fish on when you walked up to the hole. <laughs> do you remember that? I do, yes. <laughs> you got any SPDs? <laughs> we should have paid you that day, Frank. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, John, uh, I was wanting to ask you if you remember the best fish day you had on the upper lawns when you were guiding? Well, let's see. Probably 
It had to be one of those spring adventures, and it would have been up just below Arcalarius, where we were yeah. catching a bunch of fish on uh, Caddis Pupa. And it was one of those one fish after the other deals, and those spawners were in there, and um, and then we switched to streamers and kept catching them all day. It was a fantastic day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a beautiful area there in the spring. Well, you were talking about where you are, um, you know, with, within 30 miles and the eastern Sierras, you know, just above Bishop, it is the same thing. There's, you know, you can go up to the Mammoth Lakes area, and there's probably three or four great streams, or you can kind of just continue on up to Bridgeport in that area. There's a, 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 just a, a, a ton of some of great outdoors and great fishing. There really is, and you know. Um in the northern Rockies where I live now, there's not as many small streams as I used to see in the Mammoth area, and that was one of my favorite parts about Mammoth. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a small stream every 10 miles that's got trout in it. And right. A lot of fun, beautiful area, and a lot of diversity of water. Mm-hmm. So, John, we're going to get the fish this year if I come up. Me and you'll sneak out one day you, you have off. You just let me know, Frank, and I'll make it happen. Okay, we're going fishing. I got to do one day with Bob Jacklin, but I got to do a day with you. With we always had fun, no matter mm-hmm. what. That sounds good. Okay, and uh, you. The other thing, you, the Madison, you can pretty much fish year round. Still, can't you? You can actually, because the Henry's Fork is not a very good winter fishery. Um, yeah. There's a few bugs, but not much happening. On the Madison, it fishes good December, January, February. Uh, gets a lot of traffic some days when it's nice and the roads are clear, but uh, and they're eating dries. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of dry fly action, either midges or griffith gnats. Hey, John, uh, would it be okay if we held you over just for a few more minutes? You bet. Okay, so we're going to take a three-minute break, and we come back uh, a couple of quick questions, and then we'll wrap it up for you. You are listening to uh, Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Listen to it as many times as you like. Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we've been talking, well, mainly fly fishing, fly fishing for trout up in the, uh, a couple of different areas in the Pacific Northwest. Up uh, would be, uh, I guess, uh, eastern Idaho and up around the Yellowstone. And then we've got into talking a little bit about uh, the eastern Sierras, which you, know, you can't miss out the, either one of those two areas when you're talking about fly fishing. But uh, I was just going to ask, um, the, you know, uh, well, first of all, John, do you consider yourself a purist? Uh, n- not at all. You know, I love fishing of any type and... Uh you know, want to know what personally what my favorite fishing is? Bobber fishing with a worm for bluegills. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know one boy that wasn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I love all kinds of fishing. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we we mentioned it, but you 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 stayed with the freshwater. You haven't you you haven't yet uh, tried to see what you can do in the salt water, the warm water. No, I haven't actually. Mm-hmm. I steelhead fish in the winter, but I've never fished on the salt. Yeah. You ever you ever get back out here to California, John? Not very often, Frank. Once every few years, but uh, not. Well, you you know the bedroom's always open. I appreciate the invite. And I look across and see your house every day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, we had a lot of fun, and you know I think you're one of the better guides 
around. I don't know why you just did to stay in it, but I understand. I, I'm getting to the same way that it's getting past my time to be a guide. Well, I appreciate that, Frank. Always try to make it fun for people. Oh, yeah. Well, you get somebody that's going to carry your stuff around for you. <laughs> exactly. John was one of the best. Yeah. He would, he would work with people. I seen him look like he was trying to duck people throwing rocks at him when he was got. <laughs> we had some fun times, though. Yeah, well, if you're, uh, you know, if you're t- trying to fish for golden trout, yeah, uh, even if you don't take very much with you, it's, uh, it's not easy to get it in. Well, that's for sure. Those are some long hikes, but they're worth it when you get there. Yeah, real quickly, uh, speaking of the Goldens, because they said they, they live about 10,000 feet, What uh, um, is there a, a, some kind of a magic number on, on altitude for, for, uh, for fishing for trout, rainbows? I don't know. I, I think you can find rainbows even pretty close to sea level. Mm-hmm. Especially down in the California area. Right. Yeah. Well, they stock them. Yes. Um, right. Yeah, but Goldens, after they get down way below 5,000 feet, they kind of turn a bluish color instead of that beautiful gold. They do. And you get, you know, some of those hybrids you get down in those low elevations are pretty, but they don't have the original golden markings mm-hmm. on them. No. Yeah. Well, let's let's mention one more time before you get out of here, John. Is if somebody wants to try and book you, good luck. But if they want to give it a try, how would they do that? They could give me a call at two zero eight three nine zero two four nine zero, and then we can set up some time if if I have the time. Okay. Well, again, uh, one of the reasons we record uh, this show and put it up on the website is that if you miss something, you can go back and listen to that part of it. So let's say that phone number one more time. 208-390-2490. And the website? I Mount. don't use the Internet. Oh, good for you. I'm one of those guys. You got my vote. Mine <laughs> <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, we do appreciate that, talking uh, talking fly fishing. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we, it's, it's a lot of fun and probably learn more than a few things. No doubt. We appreciate that. Uh, Frank, thank you very much, of course. And uh, John, we appreciate talking to you. You're good at what you do, and we'll see if we can bring you back. Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan, and we've got Frank uh, Selby, who has been uh, a very, very active and uh, productive co-host. We, Frank, I really appreciate what you've been doing recently. Well, I've been a little bit disposed. Yeah, well, it's a fun thing to do with you. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to tell you something on okay. the air. Okay. Last night, the first time in all the years I belonged to all the clubs, at the Orange County Club, I won an Orvis four-piece, nine-foot 
Rod for giving the most new uh, members. Oh. I was in total shock. I was talking to another guy. And they called my name, and I I was speechless for the first time in my life. Oh. <laughs> well, good for you. Yeah, I, just one more of about 250 rods, but I won that one, so I'm really happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a great rod, a four-piece. You can. It's yeah. a great travel rod. Yeah, it's a really nice. Our club has been around for 52 years. And what's the, what's the club? Orange County Fly Fishing. Huh. And they uh, do all kinds of trips. I call it the social club. You know, we have a few drinks and have dinner, and we always have great guests. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the guests we've had has been on uh, the radio show with us. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun. And, God, our trip down to Mexico, I still go nuts over that. I think about that. I'm, re- I'm ready. My wife's ready to go anytime. Well, let's go. Yeah, it's uh, the condo is not available right now. Uh, I know. But March 1st, uh, we'll, we'll plan on, on, on heading back down there. This time, we'll bring your wife. Okay, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Jenny just raised her hand. Yeah, you, well, yeah, oh, but, yes. <laughs> you went you went last time, Jenny. Yeah. It's okay. All right, well well we'll talk about that and maybe some more trips uh, coming up when we come back. You're listening to Fish Hunt Fish Hunt Talk Radio and uh, this is John Hennigan, Frank Selby. We'll be right back with you. We've got a great guest coming up. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Lake Cabot, one seventh place in America's top 100 family friendly places to boat and fish, the lake is in the Bay Area, only 45 minutes away from San Francisco. This scenic destination boasts over a dozen hiking and biking trails, trophy sized fish, boat rentals, Bay Area kayak tours, and a picturesque eating area at the surprisingly delicious cafe. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. Visit lakecabotrecreation.com for information. That's lakecabotrecreation.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have John Cachella and Frank Selby. Uh, John, how do you pronounce your last name? Cancella. You said it correctly. Oh, okay. Pretty close. Okay, Cancella. <laughs> yeah. Well, John, uh, let's start off because I don't. Uh, I haven't been introduced to you before, and we haven't been on. Frank knows you very well, and he's said a lot of great things about you. Uh, but uh, let's find out a little bit about your fishing experience and how fishing fits into the rest of your life. Well, um, when I was a youngster, um, I used to fish a lot um, from, you know, the time I was a little kid up until I was about 13 or 14. Once I started playing football, uh, um, organized football, I kind of, I didn't completely quit fishing, but I just didn't fish as much. Uh-huh. And then and then I started surfing and I went into college and I, and the only time I would fish is if it was flat. Then I would jump on a half day boat out yeah. of Newport and go fish the Huntington Flats, you know, and catch, you know, sand bass and whatever was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, around 2009, a friend of mine said, hey, you want to go to opening day with me at Laguna Niguel Lake? And I said, sure. And so we went out there, and, you know, it's trout fishing. And I had a blast. I mean, I, I mean, I limited it out in like, I don't know, an hour and a half. And then I just was casting spinners the rest of the day, you know, and having a good, good time. And um, I thought to myself, wow, I forgot how much fun this is. Yeah. And so I... I started, you know, I was still spin fishing primarily at that point in time. But as a little kid, I had always, you know, read Field and Stream and the Smet and I had always wanted to fly fish. So I went to Big Five and I bought me, you know, fly fishing outfit, which was, of course, with junk. I mean, I want to pay 30 bucks for the whole outfit, for the whole setup. And I don't know. I went through the, that first season and got into 2010, and I made a decision. You know, I was I used to go over to um, Fisherman's Hardware in Huntington Beach and 
you know, buy swim baits because I used to float tube out in the harbor. I, I met a gentleman by the name of Doug Beard who was really big into float tubing, and I was float tubing Laguna Niguel in Newport Harbor. And I was there one day, and there was a fly, you know, some fly rods that were for, for sale, two pieces. And so I finally bought one, and that's how I met Frank because they sent me over to Frank's shop to get it, the spool uh, put backing in line. And so uh, I, you know, Frank kind of took me under his wing, and you know, I'm a very curious person, and when I decide I'm going to do something. I only have two speeds, either 150% or nothing. Yeah, yeah it's all the way down or, or, or nothing. Mm -hmm. So I just basically went full bore into fly fishing, and within a year, um, I, all I was doing was fly fishing. So, And for the most part, all I do is fly fish now. Although I do, if I'm out in the salt, I, I still use conventional gear mm -hmm. for the salt. Um, so I do some inshore, like Corbina or uh, Perch or something? You know, Frank keeps telling me I need to get out there and throw the fly rod in, on the shoreline, um, you know, in, in the surf, but I don't know. I When I think of fly fishing, I think of mountain peaks, snow, yeah, right. pine trees, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but he's convinced me that I should be thinking about that in the salt as well, too. Right. Although I, I can't honestly say that I've done a lot of that. So I, I did a lot of fishing locally. And then finally, I went to Alaska with Frank Shop in 2012. And after that, I made a decision that I was going to start destination fishing. Mm -hmm. Because for the amount of money I was spending locally, if I just didn't do that and put in a few more bucks, I could go to places like the Green River, uh, the Alagnac, Chile, to Pyramid Lake, to Henry's Fork, to Henry's Lake, just all these wonderful places mm -hmm. in the western United States, you know, San Juan River. I did that. That was an interesting... Mm -hmm. So uh, that's pretty much my experience. And so essentially I'm a fly fisherman now. That's it. So that's me in a nutshell. Um, I think a lot of the experienced fly fishermen would probably tell you that I came a very long way in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. Yes, a real long way. It's really quick. I was really proud of you, John. But I always laugh when I think when you were on your back and hooking that 24-incher. <laughs> Remember that? Which part? In the high Sierras, when I you had the little rod, like that little spot there on McGee Creek. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. I yeah. never will forget about that. Frank had me crawling on my hands and knees at McGee Creek so that I didn't spook the fish. Mm -hmm. And of course, I get bit, but he had me. Okay, now get on your back and kind of flip it over into there. It's like, okay, so I did that, and I get bent. Well, what, what now, you know? <laughs> By the time I was able to get up, you know, and the fish was gone. So, anyways, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Every time I think about that, John, I laugh. But I was so proud you hooked the fish. That was the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Well, McGee, that jumps into Crowley, right? 
Yes. Yes, we were like, yeah, obviously you fished there before, right? So if you're traveling north on 395 and you pull into the parking lot right there, we were probably a mile from the parking lot into just before you get to the confluence of uh, Convict Creek. Uh-huh. That's about where we were. We were where we were fishing at that point. Yeah, we, did, you have, did you have some sort of a boat? There is no boat. No, it's McGee you Creek. Jump across that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, you know, we basically hiked down. Uh, have you been up there? Have you fished McGee Creek or no? Uh, I fished uh, Crowley and where and the McGee Keep where it comes in. Yeah, that's that's a good spot to be at. But no, we were up from that. From the lake, from the lake to where we were at is also probably about a mile and a half, two miles. Oh, I see. Walking distance. Yeah, I, it's. I think it's about three miles from the road to the lake, right, Frank? Yeah, just about three miles. But if you follow the river all the way down, it's five or six miles. Hmm. So, John, how about uh, up at your favorite lake that you like to fish in the winter? With you know who, your guide. And you oh yeah, Pyramid Lake is my yes. Tell the I mean, I would name. love, I would love to go to Jurassic Lake, but that's like a ten thousand dollar trip. Um, for that money, I could do. You know, I could fish all winter at Pyramid Lake and catch fish of roughly the same size. Mind you, they're not rainbows that come flying out of the water, but uh, I really enjoy fishing Pyramid Lake. It's a challenging place that uh, takes you from one minute you're at the top of the mountain and the next minute you're in the lowest valley. So, you know, one day you're the hot shot and the next day you can't even get a take and the guy next to you is getting fit. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, John, we're going to... Um We've got a short segment here, so we're going to have to take a break. Can you hang around with us for a little bit? Yeah, sure. Good. All right. Um, Well, we are talking to John Catella, who is, uh, he doesn't call himself a professional angler or even a guide, but uh, he he gets his time on the water in, and he fishes with a lot of people. So we're going to come back and get some more information from John. And maybe we'll talk about some trips and some exotic places, if you don't mind, John. You are listening. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Just go to fishtalkradio.com, and you can listen to this program as many times as you want. All right. We'll be right back with you. The best wing shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 U.S. per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning, three cases of shotgun shells, even the tips are included. 
bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizzgear.com. That's support at thegrizzgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have Frank, of course, as a co-host today, and he's doing a fantastic job. And we've got someone else on the line with us, and that is John Casella. And John is, I guess he's just a fishing fanatic is the best way to describe it. He's not a professional guide or even a, you know, a host but he gets to put his time on the water, and sometimes he uh, goes fishing with people or takes people fishing with him. Is that about it, John? That That's pretty much it. You know, I mean, it's I get the itch, and I want to go. Mm-hmm. And I, I like I like going to various destinations. Um, really enjoy being out in the, mm-hmm. in the out of doors. Well, John, I've got a condo in Cabo San Lucas, and I try and sneak down there. Frank and I were there about a month ago. And uh, um, you know, it's you know when it when it's available, it is. Well, I I, I obviously I've got my own uh, biases, but you know that that area and the Sea of Cortez, um, there's just a, a plethora of fish and not you know you don't if you put your line in the water you're not really sure what you're going to get but if you're looking for dorado or marlin or a yellowfin tuna that's that's or wahoo that's where you want to go 
Well, I'm totally open to that. Uh, back in the day when I was surfing quite a bit, uh, we used to, I had a friend who had a condo in San Jose del Cabo. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we used to go down there quite a bit. And um, I've actually fished off. Um, I went down there a couple times and went out with the captain out of the harbor. Yeah, you probably fished, fished the Golden Gate. Yeah, For half days. We actually went towards mainland Mexico mm -hmm. uh, yeah. when we were fishing, and we got into some nice Dorado yeah. and... Well, where, where you're located down there is a prime fishing ground. You just go straight east for, you know, about half an hour. And, you can yeah, you can definitely do that on half day. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was very enjoyable. But then I remember seeing guys fishing from the shore catching all kinds of fish, yep. you know. I mean, really big jacks. And, mm -hmm. like, it was almost like, well, hell, oh, man. Oh, fun, I, yeah. Now, that's something that I, you know, I'll bring an eight weight or something with me down there and heave a fly out there and strip it back in. Well, one of, the, one of the popular things is they get the ATVs, and, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful, pristine, flat beach. Now, you're not supposed to take them down close to the water, but what can I say? You know, you just kind of cruise along sight fishing. Oh, okay. So, you know, if you see something, then you stop and throw a line at it. Okay. Um, so, are you throwing a fly at them, or are you throwing a well? Um, nor a normally, yeah, no. Normally, I would, I, I just go from the boat because, you know, there are like rooster fish might only be, oh, thirty to fifty yards off the off the shore. So you fish. Oh wow, you're you getting fish, roosters you, right off the shoreline, huh? Oh yeah, that's yeah. where they they like uh, uh, roosters, like uh, probably thirty to fifty feet of water with a, uh, a sandy bottom with rocks in it. And those, those, okay. are, those are a lot of fun because it's kind of like a cruise missile. They'll, you know, you've you're got a slow troll, and they will uh, just kind of come up and kind of go, you know, um, lock in on it with, like, like, radar and just follow it. And uh, just, you, know, you can watch me actually come up and grab it. And they're they're popular for uh, fly fishing because what you do is you put the teaser out, and it's uh, as it's coming up and going after the teaser. At the last second, you you uh, pull the uh, teaser out and, and throw a fly in front of them, and then they go, they look around and go, oh, okay, there it is, and uh, that, that's how you catch them. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. have, uh, you'll have to include me on your trip the next time you you got it. You head down there. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, we got an Alaska trip coming up again at a different place this year, John. Well, we're we're going to fish in uh, Clover Pass. I've been up there probably about twelve times, and the the reason I keep going back to Clover Pass is a couple. First of all. There's just the fish are there. It's like a, um, there's a freeway that runs right past the dock of all the fresh or the, the salmon returning to fresh water. And you literally put your line on as soon as you leave the dock. This is one of the first times I fished up there. I put my line in the water and bang, and I go, what the heck was that? Oh, it's a fish. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was fast. But, uh, so... Is it near Anchorage? Where's it no. at? Out on the Bristol Bay? Uh, no, it's uh, it's south of Anchorage. Um, oh, but it's it's not in the Kenai. 
It's uh, it's so, it, it's a on on the inland passage. It's the first place that the ships stop. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, but you know, all different species of salmon and halibut, maybe. So you're talking about a saltwater. Yes. Trip, right. Yes. Yeah, it's in the. You know what's interesting? One of the first times we went up there, somebody in the boat was, you know, you've got these beautiful um, conifers and you know granite cliffs and the eagles sitting up at the top of the trees looking around, and the water is just like flat, calm, like a lake. And uh, one of the people that was out fishing with us, they go, uh, "What's the elevation here? <laughs> sea level." <laughs> Hey, John. Yes, sir. I got yeah. a question to ask you. Uh, what what was that fish that you got up on top of Bishop there, that really nice one? I remember we were all up there at that ranch, whatever ranch that was. Um, when we were staying at Parcher's Resort, Jared Smith's place, up yeah. in uh, Bishop, the Bishop, Bishop Creek drainage, um, uh, as you know, there's South Lake on one part of the drainage, and there's uh, Sabrina at the other on the other side up at the top. Well, we were up at South Lake at this one time, and we float tubed all the way to the back of the lake. Uh, there's if the lake is full, there's an island. What looks to be like an island. And, you know, with two little rivers going or arms that go around it and it forms a big, like almost like another lake behind it. And so we went all the way to the back of that with the float tubes. And there was a stream that was coming in like a dog leg. And there was a little bit of a sandbar out into the lake. And there was just. I don't know. There were thousands of trout just sitting right there, right in front of the river mouth, you know, with their face right into the flow. And I was throwing a fly, uh, a black and red matuka, one of my favorite flies up there. I love that matuka, that black and red. Black and red's my favorite color for the mountains. Black and red and you'll be dead. No. <laughs> Um, so uh, I just I just threw it across and I stripped it back and all of a sudden you know I was catching mostly you know like pan sized fish like twelve inch fish ten inch fish fourteen inch fish whatever and then bam all of a sudden it just something exploded on it and it was a seven pounder if you remember it was hmm. I don't know twenty plus inches nice fish wow. So I yeah that was a lot of fun. So yeah, that was probably one of those uh, alpers. Yeah, it sounds so, like a steelhead. Yeah, I don't think they have steelhead up in that lake up there, but it, it was probably uh, a planted fish. But uh, it still fought nice. I had a good time. I enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. Um. Speaking of stillies, are there any stillhead in that area that you're heading up to in Alaska? No. Um, well, primarily, no. You know, they have uh, the uh, the chum, the pink, 
and the silvers, which you're allowed six per person per day, uh, and then and then the kings and the cohos uh, that you can, if you're if you're lucky, you'll come across those. But it it's not uncommon. It depends uh, what time of the year you go. Normally, the kings are the would be from oh, uh, May uh, in through June, and we're going up, um, you know, a little bit, a little bit later than that. But they, they're, they'll be there most of the year. Let me ask you a question. So, what are you guys throwing a jig rod and just like no, dropping it off the side of the? No, usually a slow troll, um, and you know what really works. You know, you talk about the. You know, a panfish on with a worm and a bobber, but what really works as well as anything up there, maybe the best, is a cut plug herring, where you just kind of cut the head at an angle and just let it kind of float through the water with a little bit of a uh, circular motion, and just on a slow troll. That, okay. But, no, that's that's the most effective. And if you're looking for kings, you might want to try and get it down a little bit deeper. But the you know most of the fishing is done you know near the shore. But there, there's it's just like Baja. There's there's so many fish in there, and they're all over. You don't know. It's not just one spot that you can get them. You just have to put your line in the water. Yeah. Well, John, yeah. Well, John, where's the next place me and you're going? Well, we're going to try and get down to Mexico again in the spring, and then uh, definitely uh, Alaska the second week in August, if anybody wants to go on that. Uh, Alaska is not a cheap place to go. You're usually looking like $1,000 a day. But this is five nights for less than two grand. So get in touch with us. But we have to get the reservations in quick because they're pretty much sold out. So we'll appreciate that. John, we're going to have to let you go. You are listening okay. to Hunt Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Appreciate it. It's time to enjoy the biggest Southern California reservoir located in Hemet, just 90 minutes from Los Angeles and San Diego. Getting away from the summer heat, fall and winter bring ideal fishing weather. World renowned for its black bass fishing, also home to the bluegill and red ear sunfish, rainbow trout, and both blue and channel catfish. Bring your boat or rent one of ours. Tell them John Hennigan sent you and they'll give you a special gift on California parks. Visit dvmarina.com. That's dvmarina.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. 
the road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan in studio. We have Frank Selby with us and John Prock now is uh, we're bringing him in from uh, his uh, his laboratory someplace. Did you say you're on the road, John? Hey, I'm I'm headed out. I got to go to corporate and do some meetings and stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm from the. The the office in Spirit Lake, Iowa, where we develop all the bait and line. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, John uh, Frank. Did I don't know if you've been on with with John before or not? But, no, I haven't. Uh, but uh, John Proc now, he is well, basically, he is a scientist, and he has a laboratory deep in the. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, caves somewhere underneath a mountain, but uh, you know he's he's back in there playing with uh, uh, playing with baits and finding which ones work. You know the ones that have become very popular, of course, are the ones that John came up with. That's uh, gulp and and uh, um, power bait, which are legendary now, of course. And he he works on those, but he's always working on something. So what was the hardest one he worked on? Oh, well, I guess if you're asking me, I would say the one that took the most time anyway and fine-tuning was the gulp products, Um, trying to come up with a system that was uh, out of the conventionally ordinary as far as all most soft plastics are made out of PVC, oil-based material, polyvinyl chloride, and coming up with a material that was more water-based, so it would deliver our actives out to the water environment better and be more economically uh, friendly or leave less of a 
uh, footprint, if you will, if it gets lost in the water. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, that what it what it really comes down to it is that they work. I've I've seen them work. I've seen them choose a, a, a gulp over over a live bait. I've seen that too. The sand crab pattern knocks the hell out of me when I'm fishing next to oh, guys yeah. that shoot. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. when you're uh, uh, when you're uh, surf fishing, uh, those uh, sand crabs are perfect. Yeah, uh, I see two pound bar perch all the time caught on that. Mm-hmm. And we do a lot of testing, guys, and I know John knows that. We use a lot of. Um, his expertise too when we're trying to develop new products to see if they're working in his environment too but uh, it isn't magic I mean we go through a lot of scientific studies a lot of laboratory tests we've got thousands of fish in our laboratory at any one time that we do daily testing on with different uh, materials and attractions and in general uh, gulp will generally outcatch live bait, but it depends on the presentation. You've got to have a little bit of a active presentation. If you've got it just laying there next to a live worm squirming around and the gulp's just laying there flat, well, a lot of times that live worm has got a little bit uh, of an advantage because it's moving around and squirming. But in generally, in active fishing situations that we do a lot and like to do, that's where the gulp really shines and outcatches and is more durable than live bait. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mentioned that you can put that in that resealable bag with the juice that's in it, and it'll stay good for, I guess, years. I don't know how long, but you know, as long as it stays moist and in the bag, you can carry that on the boat. And if you, you know, if you've been fishing with live bait, and you know, sometimes it's just not available. So you can, in Mexico or around, if there's no anchovies or. Um, you know, squid, no, no sardines, and but they're hitting, but but they're looking for live bait. Uh, you can put that on in in place of the live bait. Yeah, that works really well, like that, John. And um, it's it's one of those things. It's convenient. It's easy to use. I mean, you can, like you say, store it in your lockers or in your tackle boxes, whatever. And when you run out of live bait or can't get it, it's ready to go. Um, and it's, it's, it's one of those things that uh, we put a lot of time and effort into it. We've got uh, uh, two uh, freshwater facilities in Spirit Lake, Iowa, where we do a lot of our freshwater testing. Oh, I didn't realize you said you have how many uh, captive live trout in the tanks? Well, at any one time, uh, we've got anywhere from 100 to 500 uh, live trout when we were really doing the trout testing. Right. We've got facilities where we change the fish out so we get fresh, what we call naive fish in. And we don't always have trout in stock, but uh, that's what we did our preliminary testing on was trout and mm-hmm. largemouth bass. That's yeah. We got it going. Right. Um, well, that's, that makes perfectly good sense. And the other thing is, is that they, you know, they learn too. So, I guess you got to you got to change them out so that you're getting uh, kind of a you know a fresh fresh fish that uh, is not used to eating certain things. Yeah, you're right. They they will come accustomed to certain things at times, and we want to make sure that we don't have fish that get conditioned to certain types of uh, 
uh, feeding and things like that because we don't starve them to make them react. We feed them daily um, and then try to get their responses to the chemo reception mm -hmm. or the chemical and uh, olfactory taste and smell. So we really get a true indication of what fish in the wild uh, would be responding to because these fish generally come from the wild that we are mm -hmm. testing to. John, uh, just out of curiosity, I've heard that a, um, a tuna will eat uh, something like 20% of his body weight per day. Or, or greater than that, you know. And some f fish that are voracious eaters, uh, they, you know, they, they're always hungry. And if there's anything there, they'll they'll go after it. And some fish just, you know, it's like a lot of trout. If they if they have to make an effort for it, they don't bother. But uh, is there any any? Um, I can't think of any freshwater fish that's uh, as voracious as. as uh, some of the saltwater fish, like the dorados and the tuna, and those fish tend not to live very long because they, um, you know, they get to reach the point where they can't sustain themselves by eating. Yeah, and I believe in that environment that it's it's an eat or be eaten environment in the yeah. saltwater for sure. Freshwater is a little bit different because you got in general. Freshwater situations, you got a lot more cover around where the fish can hide themselves and stay in either ambush or yeah. things like that. If you get out there in the saltwater environment, unless you're talking about uh, some bottom fish, yeah, yeah, you're you're really out there and you've got to uh, um, get what comes by, and you've got to be one of the strongest to make sure you survive. Yeah. Well, come to think of it, bottom fish do tend to live longer. You know, the mm -hmm. tuna and dorado and, and wahoo and things that that eat a lot and they can grow extremely quick. And depending mm -hmm. on the amount of bait that's in the water, you know, they can you know they can put on a couple hundred pounds in a couple of years. Yep, they can rejuvenate quite quickly, right, John? Mm-hmm. Now about the 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 whole concept of the science of having artificial bait uh, being presented to you know a wild trout. Uh, what you know? What are some of the mechanics involved in you know how how that's put together? Well, words, what we do, John, is um, we've we've got a lot of fish in house that we do laboratory tests with, and we actually present different stimuli, different attractants to them and different formulas of it. And then after we've got the, the captive ones, and we found that the captive ones really represent some of the wild ones out there in the field because we go out in the field and then test it there also. Mm -hmm. And with the trout in particular, with things like the power bait trout doe and things like that, it's, it's real easy for even the anglers. Um, to go out and prove it to themselves. Uh, as I know in California, you've got a two rod. You can buy a tag for a, a second rod, and you just put two different baits out there side by side. Mm -hmm. And within time, the fish are going to tell you which one they like the most. So mm -hmm. it, it's real easy thing to do with trout. Right. Now, the sensories for, you know, the olfactory sensors, I guess, on a fish, you know, does it, does it, do they have a, 
um, a nose that uh, the water goes through, or is it uh, some of the vertical lines, or how how do they receive the the, uh, uh, the indications that there's a fresh bait? Well, all of the above, John. You're you're right on top of it. They use all of the tools that they have to their ability, which are their nasal passages, their lateral lines, as you referred to, and also the taste. And uh-huh. a fish doesn't really even have to touch a bait to be able to taste it because of the water-soluble um, components in the bait. I see. Or in a real bait fish mm-hmm. that are dissolving in the water, they can actually taste it because some fish, catfish in particular, uh-huh. uh, have taste buds on the outside of their body and on their belly and on their barbels. Mm. A black bass has taste buds all over the outside of its mouth and lips and even back towards the gill plates. So they all they need to do is Be- uh, even brush up against something and they're able to taste it. Okay. All righty. Um, well, we're going to uh, be letting you go for this segment, John, if you don't mind. And uh, if you want to maybe come back, we'll just kind of finish up with a few more. But obviously you can find Berkeley bait uh, anywhere anybody that, that's uh, any tackle shop because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gold standard. Yeah, so just stop in and try it out and let us, you know, let John know if you think it works or not. All right, we're going to be right back with you on Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We appreciate that. John, please stand by, and we'll be back with you guys just for a few minutes. Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. 
Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have Frank Selby in the line, and we have John Prock now. We're pleased to have from Berkeley. We only had a couple of minutes, so I want to get some quick information. Uh, John Prock now is... Uh, um, he works with Berkeley to refine and develop the plastic baits, making them taste as good, if not better, than the than the real deal. And fish love it. Uh, a couple of couple of quick questions. Uh, the uh, you can buy the plastics in different types. John, what about is it possible to get just just the essence to put on um, to enhance? Flies. Yeah, well, that's that. Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, you know, put it on flies or putting it on something that would that would enhance it, and make it seem a little little stronger. Yeah, we do. We've actually put it uh, some of our gulp um, uh, attractants and things in a handy trigger sprayer bottle. It's the same type oh. of active materials that we use in mm-hmm. gulp alive spray. Uh, we've also got the power-based fish attractants out there. They're both water-based attractants. The Gulp Alive uh, goes real well on things like uh, bucktails and uh, spinnerbaits and mm-hmm. things like that that have hair and things on them. And then the power-bait attractants um, go better like on the hard baits and spoons and things like that. It's a little bit thicker and mm-hmm. it's with a flip-top. Um, yeah. Spot. Well, you mentioned water soluble and oils, you know, but uh, uh, apparently water soluble works because it disperses, uh, and it's something that the that the fish um, can uh, recognize. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it does, John. It's there are two different systems. Oil based, as we know, won't dissolve in water, and for a fish to detect something. It's got to be water-soluble. Just like for us to be able to smell something, it's got to be air volatile. Well, oils are long-chained molecules. They have lots of carbon in them. They're lots long, whereas most water-soluble materials are short-chained or small molecules, and that's Mm -hmm. what the fish are equipped to taste. Now, that's not saying that natural oils won't work because natural oils that aren't real refined have a lot of water-soluble type of parts to them. And that's what the fish are really responding to, is those water-soluble type parts. And what we've done is isolated what some of those are and supercharged them and put those in our baits, whether it be power bait, gulp alive, or whatever. 
to help the fish be able to find that bait, taste it, smell it a lot easier. Right. Uh, just a, a quick question. Uh, sense of smell uh, and sight, is there, is the, you know, when you get down to, uh, into deeper water, fish, you know, obviously they can't see nothing. There's no light down there. So they're looking for the scent itself, right? Yeah, a lot of fish from deep water, you'll notice, uh, uh, rely a lot more on uh, scent and flavor um, so that they can uh, follow the follow the prey to its, uh, they can, I guess, lead them to the prey through the, mm-hmm. the scent and flavor as opposed to trying to see in those dark environments. Right. And what we've done with our baits, John, is try to put all the different things in there that the fish can determine and think it's a natural bait. We put scent, we put flavor. If you put action in there, then you're generating vibration that gives them lateral line uh, activity. You put some sound in it and things like that by the way it uh, vibrates or thumps in the water. So the more of those senses you can fool a fish to believing your artificial bait is natural, the easier it is to catch that fish. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, John, we appreciate that. And we don't have to give information on where to find you because you're everywhere. Just, you know, I'm sure if you want to um, Google Berkeley, you can find out exactly what it is that you that you like to try. And any, every tackle shop has them. Yeah. Is there anything else coming out in the next 10 seconds? Is there anything else coming out? We've got lots of new stuff coming, uh, John. We've got like 650 new products coming wow. out this coming September. Well, pay uh, attention. All right, John, we appreciate that. You're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio.